Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast about missing school teachers, scary scissors, and uh, the appearance of one winter soldier. I'm Beth Elderkin, and I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? I'm good. I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast, but it's always my favorite story about Winter Soldier. And it's about going to see the Winter Soldier after it had come out, like, for a couple of weeks. So there's, like, no one in the theater. And they do the reveal where he turns around and he takes his mask off. The guy in the back of the theater. Oh, no, it's his buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it was that's, such that's a, good. It's such a pure moment. Uh, not as pure, though, as seeing the first Avengers movie. And when they cut to Captain America, or Steve Rogers, and he's hitting the punching bag. You know, that scene where all the girls are going, ooh, his booty. Uh-huh. Uh, as they're fitting up, the moment they get to his shoulders and he's punching, I, the little kid behind me, it's Captain America! And you think, I, <gasps> I say it every time I see him. Every time Chris Evans shows up on the screen, I'm like, it's Captain America! Yay! <laughs> it's America's ass! It's America's ass! <laughs> uh, I am doing well. <laughs> Same here! I mean, I'm drinking a lemon White Claw, which zero out of ten, do not recommend, but it's all that I've got left and waste not want not, Beth. Yeah, that sounds kind of nasty. I got but, water. That's uh, that's what I got. Good. Responsible. Gotta be hydrated mm-hmm. as we talk about season one, episode 17, Hat Trick, um, which is uh, quite, quite a joyride. Um, it has been about a week and a half uh, since I've seen this episode because we are in the second week of... Uh, holy God, we are missing Once Upon a Time. Where did it go? Please bring it back. Please, 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 please. We're- we're in the dark times. Yes, we are in the dark, the dark, the dark time, the heart of darkness times. Uh, but we're getting by, guys. So we only have a couple more days, and it's coming to Disney Plus, presumably. Um, although, you know, anything can happen. I was expecting Tomorrowland to show up on there, and then it got pushed back to 2021. Uh, and I was like, "What the heck happened there?" So, you know, uh, hmm. keep keep your prayer, keep your prayers and your thoughts in okay. reverse order. Keep but I mean, the good news is, is that when we come back, we're coming back to, from the screen grab I saw for the upcoming episode, Regina in her young look. And I love young Regina so much. I love oh, the yes. youthful look of the longest hair you've ever seen. Oh, it's great. Yeah, these episodes are tragedy. Like, we are in the middle of the tragedy episodes. We had Red with her tragic origin story. Next, we've got Regina with the shepherd. And you got, it's, it's, that's, um, or Stable Boy or whatever, I remember what he is. Stable but, Boy. Um, yeah, that one is, that one's going to be a whole experience to get through. But this week, we have another tragic origin story, and that is going to be of the Mad Hatter. Um, Jefferson, who I don't believe we actually have met yet nope. in in Storybrooke, um, but he is played by Sebastian Stan, better known as the Winter Soldier, who is going to be in a Disney Plus show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is coming sometime next year. COVID delayed a lot of stuff, guys. Watch sure if you heard of it. It did. Why? What happened? Because people don't want to die. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Compelling. Boy, those those Hollywood Wild celebs, those ho- Hollywood celebs, they're so sensitive. I know, right? Ugh. All right, well, we are going to go ahead and dive on into this episode, and we are going to open on that cliffhanger that we left off of, which is uh, Mary Margaret's cell is empty. She has bolted, uh, which is, you know, goddammit, that's exactly what Regina wants. Girl, what are you doing? Where are you going to? Like, what's the plan? wanted for murder where are you gonna go you have no skills you built a birdhouse once mary margaret has no skills and on top of it like she's not even dressed for it she's like Mm -mm. 
she 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 is not ready for a midnight jaunt through the woods fleeing for her life no this is a very poorly thought out plan <laughs> well we got uh, back at the uh, sheriff station um henry he's just chilling uh, and he's looking at a picture of a girl in, story book, uh, in her, his storybook that's going to play into the story we see later. It's kind of quel coincidence. And um, Emma comes up with Mr. Gold and they're just like, Henry, where's Mary Margaret? Oh, yeah, you, you helped her escape, right? That was the whole plan. I mean, technically totally. he's right, but about the wrong person in the room. Yeah. I'm totally down with this plan. This is amazing. Awesome. Good job. What are you talking about? Oh, did you not help her escape? Because she's definitely not in there. Oh. <laughs> and the thing is like we find out later who was responsible and we oh, of course know who is yeah. we don't dun, dun, dun. Dun. <laughs> and so like they have like this 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 deadline of well we have to have her back by 8 a.m when regina shows up or else you know all hell breaks loose but i'm kind of like mr gold could just like tip her off right he's like hey regina by the way mary margaret's gone <laughs> you probably just show up and be like where'd she go Oh, I love the, I love the, just the, like, we have to set the stakes. You have a, like, a presumed murderer on the loose. Stakes are, are already pretty high. I don't think we need to set a time limit to it. So cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, Emma's putting a lot of faith in a guy that's double crossed her a couple of times. Be like, quick, don't tell her about the on the lamb murderer. Well, remember how long she trusted Sydney. She's not for, for being able to tell when people can lie. She's not a very good judge of character. Yeah, for but also for like being someone who was like on her own and had to had to fend for herself. And from what we later learn, a very troubled past in the system. She trusts everybody. <laughs> like she says she doesn't, but she does. It's yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it doesn't yeah. play into her character. It plays into plot convenience. So it kind of yes. goes against what we know about her. And I feel like that's, if you know, there aren't a lot of weaknesses to season one, but that is definitely one of them. Yeah. Like they make Emma stupid sometimes. Yeah, they, they, they try to characterize her. They wanted her to be that like tough as nails, but also super relatable. And so it's just like, that's the caveat they made where she's like, well, let's just say she's like super trusting. Nothing about her character or any of her development would make her trusting at all. Nope. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, she heads out to go search for Mary Margaret. She's driving her yellow bug heading into the woods. And then all of a sudden, creepy guy walking on the street at night. Oh, no. And <laughs> she just like, she she supposedly hits him. Because he goes, fall into the ground. Oh, woe is me. My poor injured leg. And this is another situation where Emma is trusting something that she should not be trusting. No, no. This is this is like Russian dash cam footage. Like, we need, we yes. need to know what happened. He was trying to get insurance. Like, don't believe him, girl. Just keep driving. Well, he, he, he brushes it off, but she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. What did I do to you? And uh, what did I do to you? That's a weird what did I do it. to you? Ah! I like the idea that like he gets hit by a car and the injury he sustains is a twisted ankle. It, it's again, like <laughs> if you think about it logically for five seconds, that does not make any goddamn sense. And Emma should know that. Emma Emma's had like, she has USB sticks that can that can hack into com- computers and get people's emails. Why is she so dense when it matters the most? Oh no, you hit me with your car. Now I have chronic diarrhea. Like it's like what? <laughs> Those are not. What are you talking about? So yeah, she she's just like I will drive you home, stranger, and then make comments about the home you live in to your face. Well, I mean, it is a nice house. It is, but it, I I don't know. I I not gonna say I grew up poor, but I grew up. It's not a lot. Uh, it's standing in front of somebody's like really big house and going, "Whoa, your house is huge!" Not. I did it once. Apparently, super super weird and uncomfortable for those people. So don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like well, a little poor person. <laughs> oh my god, your house is huge. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> and this is, by the way, Sebastian Stan. His he goes by Jefferson in this modern world. Uh, and he does ask Emma why she's out so late at night. She says she's looking for a lost dog and he, she offers to take him to his wealthy home that he is very embarrassed about. And um, uh, so she heads up into his big house and he's still limping. Although there was a moment when he was walking into the car 
where it seemed to stop and there was a big dramatic music thing. God. Is he lying about the bed? I know. Those... Emma, maybe 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 your detection of when people are lying when he said he had an injury should have tipped Listen, you off. It's Sebastian Stan with like the the haircut and then he's wearing like a cravat scarf thing and it's just like, oh, sure dude, I'll drive you home. Whatever. <laughs> oh, are you not limping anymore? Don't even care. Can I just say he he looks like Sebastian Stan is a very handsome man. Yes. In Winter Soldier, the long hair, I don't I don't I don't dig it. It's not my style. But his look in this show, especially as Jefferson, oh my god. Oh, just, well I do also like his long hair in Wonderland because it's like the worst wig. Like it's, it's, so bad. it's like the Winter Soldier got like the world's worst perm and it's dry as hell. Uh, but yeah, I like, I like this look. He almost has like, um, he's got that very, like the, the energy was very like that Magneto in a turtleneck, like perfection, like just mm-hmm. had a lot of that going on about it because this definitely had like ski cabin in the, on a mountain vibes. Like mm-hmm. you don't pull up with a guy this handsome and just go, I'm not going to not be murdered in this house. Like, oh yeah, this this guy has some skeletons, literal and figurative, in his closet. Why you buy a big house to hide in all the closets? You need exactly. Uh, so uh, she takes him inside and you know wants to make sure he's doing okay, and he brings her some tea, which because you know you gotta stay warm for your search out in the woods. Why don't you just drink some tea for me, a stranger that you've never met before? Thank you. Lives for- in the woods and never goes to a city council meeting. Thank you for helping me into my home because I clearly couldn't walk myself. Let me go to the kitchen and do a chore for you. I, while Emma stands by the fire and gets warm from all of the hard work she's done. I, everything about this was just like, none of this should have happened. Like, I know where we were getting, but it was just so, like, anyway, he roofies her. He does. Yeah, she 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 gets passed out and she then notices his limp is gone. And he's like, oh, shit. Yes, you got me. Whoopsie doodles. And as Emma passes out, she's like, why did I do this again? Not again. Oh, no. I'm going to be murdered in the murder cabin. <laughs> and this is so the reason that they had her drink the tea is because they needed to have her passed out. They needed to have her kidnapped for, you know, for the sake of the plot, because, again, this is what they do. But they also wanted to give her a chance to show that she's resourceful. So when she wakes up, she does have that resourcefulness. Um, she's bound and gagged, but she immediately, um, in a really cool move, like she takes the teacup, she she knocks it down to the ground, grabs a pillow, and then like hits it with her feet so that she can get a jagged edge. And then she uses it to cut herself free and and free herself. And I thought that was real badass. Oh, no, that's awesome. That's like, mm-hmm. I, because I, I wouldn't have thought to muffle it. I'd have broken it really loudly and gone, shit. Uh, also, I would have cut myself with the, with the shards, like trying to figure out how to get myself free. So good for her because none of my how to get out of like zip tie stuff is going to work for a scarf. Um, yeah, this was, I like this. Um, I did like her sneaking around and shutting doors. Like, I was just like, leave the doors. Just go, bitch. <laughs> yeah, why do you need to close the doors behind you? Like, I mean, like he's going to go into the living room and notice you're gone eventually. So just maybe gotta, just rush. Yeah, I, I do also like this because the way they the way they dress up Jefferson in, in Storybrooke is that he's just got a very muted color tone. Uh, but he's got the scarf. So he, again, he's got that very like, I write a lot of novels. No one wants to read look to him. <laughs> but the whole thing that she sees is him just really slowly sharpening a pair of scissors for way too long like this shot was super long like it was just like so like, creepy she's gonna keep going i'm gonna keep going it's like he's gonna kill you you're gonna die yeah and she also finds that uh the windows are barred are locked shut she cannot get out uh she finds a telescope and looks through it and sees it is pointed directly at the sheriff station so Good job, Emma. This guy's been stalking you and found a perfect opportunity to do the thing yep. that he's this doing is- right now, which is going to be murdering you. Yes, yeah, time to be murdered. Uh, and she she creaks a floor uh, a floor um, board and and runs into a room. Dun, dun, dun. Then 
But she's not alone in that room. Nope. She finds something surprising, or rather someone. It's the missing Mary Margaret, who is gagged and bound to a chair. Of course Mary Margaret couldn't figure out how to escape. Of course she's been there for days. Mary well, Margaret overnight. was in the woods for 12 minutes, gets kidnapped. <laughs> like <laughs> Snow White, Snow White would have already like owned this home. Like she would have just been like, oh, I moved in. I've rearranged all the furniture. I've repainted everything. Yes. Oh, the crazy man who lived here. No, I strung him up as a flag, as a flag. He's just flapping in the wind. Uh, but Mary Margaret is just useless in any sort of stressful situation. Cause she also immediately just starts making a lot of noise. Yeah. Because Emma seeing you all tied up, get bound to gag is not going to be alarming enough. You need to scream. So you should, she understands the gravity of the situation that you're both in. Yeah, and then, like, of course, once, you know, Mary Margaret's mouth is, and once the gag is removed, she's just like, what are you doing here, Emma? Emma's like, you freaking dumbass. I'm looking for you because you're an escaped convict. I was looking for you. I also got kidnapped because he offered me Earl Grey tea, and you know that I can't say no to Earl Grey tea. Then I got passed out, and now we're here in the murder house. Uh, Yeah, so she decides to start freeing her and doesn't check her six. Uh, no. No, she does not. I mean, Emma's got things she can do, things she can't do. Apparently, this is something she cannot do because nothing. Jefferson manages to get the jump on them with a gun. So, no, nothing makes me happier in this scene than the fact that he was like, She's escaped and I need to go get her. I'm going to put on my big hat. <laughs> Like I think they did this, and 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 no. Wait, was one's he like, wearing the hat at this time, or was he wearing it at the end of the episode? No, he was wearing the episode when he came into the room. He stalked in in the big hat, and I remember thinking, oh my God. the first, the logical thought, this is for stunt double things. They don't want it to be super dark, and whoever Sebastian stands as on double must have not looked anything like him, so they put a hat on him to distract you. But at the same time, I just love the idea that he was that fucking extra. Like, I'm putting the hat on. <laughs> I'm gonna go kick it's some time hat. for the hat. Ass kicking hat. I love. I look great. It doesn't take me to Wonderland, but it is going to take you to ass kickingville. Population <laughs> you, bro. <laughs> well, he points the gun at them, and obviously that means confrontation over. It's you know they they can't do shit. So he has um, he has Emma tie Mary Margaret back up, which was very hard to watch and very uncomfortable to me. Like she's just like looking so sad, giant puppy dog eyes. She's getting the gag put back on her. She's like. Aah! Like, so the whole time, and now I just want to make sure we address the fact that this is actually a very terrifying, like, it's very uncomfortable to watch all mm-hmm. of this. I say this, I'm laughing. I don't mean to be. Uh, like, it's all very uncomfortable. But at no point do they address how bizarre any of the situation is. Like, when we get to the end of it, like, they think they kill a guy, and then they just carry on. Like, it, at no point does the actual gravity of any of this situation land for anybody. Like, it's just like, remember that time we both got, like kidnapped totally crazy like i wanted me to make hats crazy like Mm -hmm. it's just like another thing so like i i wanted to find a way to address it but like the show doesn't address it and i don't i i i am at a loss so anyway i just wanted to make sure that yeah it's super unsettling but at the same time all i can do is laugh because this was just ridiculous dark but ridiculous yeah, it's extremely out of left field. If you look at it from the fairy tale perspective, it makes a lot of sense because Jefferson, as we find out, is one of the only ones who is aware of what their true surroundings are, what who he really is and what he's trapped in doing. And so of course, you know, he's he's he, he's been isolated. He is the mad hatter. So of course he's going to be a little bit eccentric. But in the world of Mary Margaret and Emma, they're real people in the real world. The fairy tale thing isn't real to them. So this is a guy kidnapping them in the woods. If you this is like a weird one-off story that in any other show you'd be like yeah, like what the hell? The end of this story is like because I mean they she, he 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 assaults them like physically assaults them to keep them where they are. So this is basically like if Ted Bundy was actually the Mad Hatter but didn't actually kill any of them. Like it's just it's very weird and gruesome, but at the same time it's just they're just like oh, but it's fun because he's the Mad Hatter. It's funny because uh, anyway yeah anyway I just wanted to make sure that we address the fact that it's weird, but there's there's just no other way to address it I guess uh, because. He has kidnapped her for a very specific reason. He has because he knows who she actually is. And he starts 
just kind of spouting off a bunch of stuff to her um, that, you know, he knows about the curse. He saved Mary Margaret by making sure she didn't escape Storybird because that was going to kill her. Um, and he's just like, hey, the curse is real. We're all fairy tale characters. And Emma immediately assumes he's read Henry's book. How- Have you been reading <laughs> my son's, my child's book? How did you... Emma, how would he get access to this? How would this even happen? Is there multiple copies? Oh, whoa. I got very I got very passionate and knocked my headphone out of my ear. Hmm. So I I was gonna work with a theory going back to the whole like this mm-hmm. was all weird and very dark, and I'm like, maybe this was like their Halloween episode. Nope, definitely aired in March, so never mind. <laughs> March Hey, you know, like they have Christmas in July? Yeah, yeah. Halloween in March. You know what? Let's just keep moving it forward. Yeah. We should have had it early this year. We're going to miss it this year. Oh, sad. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, she asks why he's been spying on her. And he just starts spouting off everything about how they're all fairy tale characters. And he's been trapped for 28 years. He's been stuck. And um, Emma does the very, uh, very smart thing that you do with somebody who is clearly unstable. And is holding you at gunpoint and is threatening your life and the life of a friend of yours. She just goes, you're crazy. Yes, that's always a good way to de-escalate a situation. Yeah, Sheriff. Yeah. Sheriff oh. Swan. Sheriff Swan. Gotta oh. love all that not training you're having. Emma is just so... I like this episode. I hate Emma in this episode. Yeah, except for what, a few random moments where she she shines through as a survivalist and kind of a badass, and then all the other times I'm like, Emma, what are you even doing? Emma is a really good like character. She like as a as like a person, she's got some depth. She's got some she can she's got some skills. She's like a really bad cop. Like I don't <laughs> think, and if I remember correctly, she never really gets any better at being a cop. But also, no one else in that town would be like she's the best cop in Storybrooke. Which is a whole situation. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I argue Graham was better than her. Well, well, yeah, but Graham's not there anymore. So Yeah, I know. She's the last one left. <laughs> well, Jefferson, who has been trapped in Storybrooke for, for 28 years and acknowledges it and hates it and wants to be free, gives her the, the logical task, just throws, yeah. just throws a bunch of stuff at her, including some scissors and some felt and a few lovely feathers and is like, Make me a hat. Okay. I love, I love that there's no direction. There's no, no explanation. It's just build a hat and I can go home. Like, buddy, I'm with you. I also understand that you're in a curse, but you need to use more words. Much yes. like an actual horror movie. You're the ghost that haunts the house that doesn't provide enough context clues or more to the sentence. And you're just freaking everybody out. So just like build a hat. Well, but build it. Build a hat and I can go home. I, what? Yeah, but, like maybe just pull up a laptop, you know, start a YouTube tutorial, yeah. step by step instructions. But you know what? He might also be one of he might also be one of those guys that's just like, or not guys, but I use guys in a general way, people who's really good at something and has no idea that other people can't do that. Like just saying, mm-hmm. make a hat. Because um, I've definitely met those people where they're just like, no, just it's it's easy. You just Whoop, whoop, whoop. And I'm like, what in the hell just happened? Um, and so he said, yeah, just build a hat. I also argue he did not give her enough materials of any sort to make a hat. No. Do you want me to make a, a small mat, a small hat for a, like a, a, a child, a mouse of some sort? He wants one of those little mini headband hats that you that you get for like the the sexy Halloween costume. Oh, when you're gonna be like the sexy Mad Hatter, but like yeah. you don't want to upset your hair, so you just like. Put it on the side. Oh my god, Johnny Depp's character was the best. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right, well, there is a, you know, now we're going to go into the story of why he needs her to make him a hat. Because, like, you know, Mad Hatter was into hats, but this isn't really the story that we know, which is kind of the MO for Once Upon a Time. So, Abby, let us take a journey through space and time. And other space. 
but they're all like all these spaces are lined up together i do like that like at one point there's just like a random explanation as to how all the worlds work like and he just like says them and it's just like this never comes up again anyway uh so yes we cut to a small cabin in the woods as you do in fairy tale mm, land that's where everyone lives everyone lives in a handmade cabin in the middle of the woods and uh you find a father and child having a great game of hide and seek always a game you want to play in the woods where she could actually get lost uh it's helicopter parenting maybe but just like hey go into the woods farther maybe i'll never find you um they're playing hide and seek it's fine they're like let's go back to the house but actually you're really good at finding me your full-grown father how about we also go find mushrooms because that is what we do we hunt mushrooms that is how we stake our lives so that's set up father daughter they hunt mushrooms they're living in a cabin they go to that cabin there are like the best part about this cabin by the way is that the queen pulls up and i'm pretty sure her carriage is as big as their house Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, my God, my RV is, like, way bigger than your house. So weird. <laughs> uh, but it also is a good juxtaposition against Jefferson's Storybrooke home, which is as big as a small town. Uh, he, he, he is perfectly happy living in a tiny house. He is, in, he is living his tiny house best life. He sends his daughter far, far away because he sees the queen. He's like, you know what? Just go hide in the woods. I don't. Mm-hmm. let's play hide and seek maybe i'll find you maybe i won't yeah just go hide and seek don't let the queen find you let me find you but not the queen it's fine and he goes in he's like i'll just go see what she wants i don't know her walks in hey regina <laughs> long time to see what how you been you doing? i liked regina's everything in this episode well, her oh. of her get up not about who she is and what she does but i liked her she like, her looked feather color fabulous her feather color this. was was amazing I yeah. loved this. This was like, amazing. She, she was getting ready to meet the Queen of Hearts. Obviously, she's got to put on her A game, especially since we're going to find out later who this Queen of Hearts actually is. I'm, I'm wondering if she was act, if they'd actually made that choice yet, or if they were still TBDing, or if it was just because they didn't have an actress yet. I did think that I did think that this was an odd choice since it wasn't going to be a reveal if we knew who she was. Uh, so yeah. It, I just thought this was a weird choice. Maybe it was just like a lineup of how the episodes went. They weren't sure if they'd shown who she was yet. Anyway, uh, so they, so Regina is there. The queen, the evil queen, is there mm. because she would like Jefferson to do something. Uh, <laughs> one last she, job. <laughs> one last job. Je- listen, <laughs> three days, two days from retirement. <laughs> two days from retirement. Listen, John Wick, I need you to come out of retirement. I need you to do something for me. It's You're the best at what you do. As far as I can tell, he's the only one that can do what he does. They never explain why he can do what he does or why hats or any. It doesn't matter. She's just like, I need you to help me. He's like, never. I'm out of the game. I'm fine with my daughter. And she's like, here in this shanty? Oh, my God. It's so terrible. Do this job and she'll be covered in gold and pearls. Oh, it'll be good. She's like, no, we don't need that. She's like, okay. Hmm. That's fine. Hard cut to the, like farmer's market they're at the farmer's market selling mushrooms um they go there's the there's the toy stand and there's a a, an old lady that's definitely old lady and definitely not a younger woman covered in way too much uh Mm -hmm. face makeup anyway she's like oh look at this little bunny isn't it cute it costs and they throw out a random number uh of of like uh, they I forget what she said. It was like it, a silver coin, I think. Yeah, but it was just like one of these big ones. Well, I only have eight of the little ones. That's not enough to make a big one. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> your child will suffer. Yeah, you can't buy this bunny for your child. You're a terrible <laughs> parent. But again, as a mother, oh, it's my favorite thing. Uh, as a mother, kids kind of don't give a shit. Like they might complain a little bit but they usually kind of deal with it but obviously this has wounded jefferson's pride he cannot provide the frivolous things that his daughter wants clearly her life is hell and he must remedy this and she has to like not only she's she's cool with it like she's a little sad but she's cool but she has to comfort him and soothe his bruised ego over and over again i i thought grace was cute but it was definitely a perfect child syndrome situation where she was just so angelic and 
never had a harsh word to say. I would have liked if at one point she did something that wasn't perfect. I mean, to be fair, she did ask for the bunny in the first place. Like, she, yeah, because it's you cute. guys. You guys sell, but you sell mushrooms that you find in the woods. You don't have bunny money, like you don't <laughs> <laughs> bunny money. You don't got bunny money. Uh, oh, but but yeah, this is a completely innocuous situation that has nothing to do with the previous scene. But wait, oh no, it does because they gave you the old bait and switch because they had to make sure that they pulled this back to the original Snow White and it's Regina in old lady makeup. And I like this transition. I think this was cool because you knew it was Regina because Lana can do many things, but have an old lady voice that's not your actual voice is not one of them. I didn't know. Oh, what? I, I was surprised. <laughs> but also, I might have not been paying super close attention. So, you're honest that's on man. me. I'll always respect your honesty. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so it's Regina in old lady stage makeup, and she, I'm not stage makeup, it's an actual getup and everything. And I thought this was cool. It's a nice throwback to the original Snow White of, you know, mm-hmm. just like, do you want to borrow the bunny? I can't. Oh, no, you're a terrible father. And even Sydney shows up and goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just let that kid have a buddy. No, it's part of my plan before I leave her stranded alone forever in the woods. <sighs> anyway. She, she tends to do that with children a lot. I just, like, again, this is a nice growth for her where she she realizes that, oh, people like their children. Uh, which she learns later with Henry. Anyway, that's a whole different story. Um... Which, by the way, I liked one of Jefferson's lines where he's just like, have you been reading Henry's book? You mean the queen's father? Oh, you mean the eight-year-old that you know. Definitely not the king that you wouldn't have known. Gotcha. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> um, so he goes to Regina, figurative hat in hand, and says, I will do this one last job, but you must promise me my daughter will want for nothing. Got it. You, monkey Paul wishes you have to be more specific my daughter needs to want for nothing and we will never be separated like jesus just please i need i need to make sure i come back to her and i can be her father and i will want for nothing either yeah in the same place as my daughter we will together be happy and but you know what this is how they both turn into like pinocchio dolls next to each other they want for nothing because they're wooden dolls but they're together i guess so maybe it's a mixed bag she says fine. Well, she doesn't actually even say anything. She just sort of bows and he takes that verbal agreement to Jefferson. Come mm-hmm. on, law 101. We got to get some stuff in writing. That'll get her. Anyway, she's just like, I just need you to make the hat. And he pulls out his the box and it's this cool looking hat box. I really like this hat box. It's so like, nice. It was so cool. And he pulls out the hat. He's just like, here it is. I love that there's no explanation as to why he has this hat, why he made this hat what adventures we've gone on with this hat, why he is the person that has it slash made it. There's so many unanswered questions about this, which I can't tell if I really like or I'm just frustrated with because I just wish I, I want like a whole backstory of just Jefferson and the, like all the other worlds. There's a bunch of other worlds. I feel like it was there as a possibility and Sebastian Stan was like, I gotta go be Chris Evans' best friend. I can't, I don't have time. I mean, there there are some things that they over-explain in later seasons. I'm really glad this isn't one of them because this I guess it's true. Like, this is our first this is this is this opens up a whole new worlds plural for the story because as we see, like the the hat is not just a hat, it is a portal. And it is essentially a gateway to a bunch of other worlds that he has access to through the hat. And and presumably they're not the only ones, but like we see uh, a door that clearly looks like Oz. There are a bunch of other ones that I don't recognize. This one's Christmas town. This one's Halloween town. Just a whole thing. Um, But I love that this is the, like in this episode, which in some ways feels somewhat innocuous. It's like this kidnapping storyline, all this stuff. But also it's like, oh yeah. In once upon a time, there are multiple worlds. Yeah, this this episode so, in the beginning, yeah. you were just like, oh, that's kind of cool. But this is the part. I mean, this is, it was either the last episode or this episode. I'm not 100% sure, but it's definitely the next episode. But somewhere in the middle of all this, they grabbed a hold of the reins and we all have to hold on for dear life. Because it's picking up speed. 
random changes have started happening in a good way for the rest of the season. Like I like where the rest of the season goes because it just opens up a whole box of worms that you were not prepared for. Uh, but this is the part where it's just like, oh, by the way, we're almost finished. We've got about five episodes to go. Hold on to your Mad Hatters. Here we go. Uh, because this is, there's different worlds. And I think in like two episodes, we get another world. Like it just, the brain overload of Once Upon a Time is fantastic. I love this season so much. Um, yeah. And then Jefferson says his exposition. To go in, to come out. It's not my rule. It's the hat's rule. That's just how it is. I'll say it again to make sure it's clear. We both go in. Only two other people can come out. These is are the this rules. a rule for all the other worlds or just Wonderland? That's what I was confused about. So I think it was Wonderland. I think so too. That's my understanding. My understanding was he was saying it was specifically Wonderland because yeah. I think that's why he also probably, along with a lot of other reasons, hates Wonderland. Because <laughs> could you imagine, like, I, for whatever reason, it just made me think of like a girl's night out. It's like, we all, had, we all went out together. We all have to come home together. And like, we've lost Denise. And it's just like, <laughs> We lost her by the caterpillar. What are we supposed to do? She was smoking with the caterpillar. She said she'd be by the door. Now she's gone, but one of her shoes is here. Jesus, Denise. Get it together. That's why we don't drink with you anymore. Uh, So they go in. The caterpillar is there. And that's where they, they explain that we are in Wonderland. And Jefferson hates Wonderland. And as well he should, his giant frizzy weave does not do good for a green screen. It makes, oh no! like, Regina's is fine because Regina's is nice and slick and fine. So it does not look like she was photoshopped into that world. But Jefferson's hair through this whole, like, whole uh, bunch of scenes is so bad. Like, So Wonderland, this is the first time we're visiting Wonderland, which is a world that later gets its own spinoff, which is Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, which you, uh, you and I actually yep. did a review of. In the middle of the later seasons of Once Upon a Time. And I I rem- distinctly remember that because it's not like a great show. It was fine. But in comparison to what we were experiencing in Once Upon a Time at the time, it was gold. Because it's like, oh, this is old school Once Upon a Time. This is what we love so much. Listen, nothing, nothing reminded me that we were doing this podcast more for other people than the first time. I, I, I think we had made it to... I don't remember what we were talking about in like the fifth season and you and I both collectively just started shitting all over once upon a time in wonderland. Neither one of us had seen it. We were just like, (laughs) man, piece of shit show. And all these people, whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? You guys are insane. You guys got to watch it. It was like, oh, other people watched this and really liked it. We didn't actually watch it until like a couple years later, but I just remember like, I didn't even, I don't even remember what my comments about it were. I just remember the comments coming back at us were just very <laughs> aggressive. Yes. And, and you know, fairly so. Fair, fairly so. Now that we have seen it. There is a fandom of it and it was fine. Like, yes. I, I liked it, but I loved yes. it in comparison to what we were experiencing. But I, what I wanted to know is like, you know, now that, now that we're like, seeing once upon uh one one, now we're seeing wonderland for the first time it's about to get a spinoff like what was your impression oh like it did it had that nostalgia feel even though we Mm -hmm. only just watched it recently but it was just like oh shit you guys remember and then jafar with his hair and like (laughs) i and i'm just thinking about just like everything from that show so it it took me back to that moment because i remember liking the way that other than the like the intense green screen effect uh, that it had. I was always a big fan of Alice in Wonderland in general. So mm-hmm. I got really excited about the Mad Hatter. I was very excited. I was very disappointed in this episode because they only were just like, this is the Mad Hatter. That's a caterpillar on a mushroom smoking hookah. And uh, that's the Queen of Hearts. That's it. Nothing else. And I was like, what? That's all we get? Obviously we get more later, but it was, you know, mm-hmm. me being like a small fangirl being angry that we didn't dive into the depths of once upon or into Alice in Wonderland. I like this again, the intense green screen effect is still very hard for me to stomach. It's even harder. The longer, the farther we get away from it, like mm-hmm. the farther from 2012 we get, the harder this becomes. Uh, but I like this. I like the big grass because they made the, gr- made it look like they were really small. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they were like clearly normal size with the giant yeah. mushrooms. So it was interesting and now i'm also realizing the mushrooms and jefferson hunting mushrooms had a duality anyway they go and it's just like we have to go into this maze and regina just 
always plays on easy mode. She just blows a hole through the whole maze. Yeah, this this reminded me of like in Labyrinth, where uh, where she's she's entering the labyrinth and she doesn't know which way to go because it's all just going in one big circle. And then she finds a little womb, just a womb, and and asks him the way to into the maze. And then uh, he's like, "Oh, you have to go that way," and it goes straight, goes straight through. And then she's like, "Thanks," and then turns left. And he's like, "Yeah, if she just kept going straight, she would just gone to the castle and been there in like five minutes. Where'd she go? I could have given you some tea, and you could have been on your way." Woo! Anyway, so yeah, so Reg- Reg- Regina is a. Uh, Regina's doing what uh, what she Sarah could not do in Labyrinth. So good. Yes, her. blows a fireball, goes all the way through, grabs what we would presume is a heart jar or a box of hearts, um, and is just like, "I've got it. It's fine." And then turns and, oh, oh, the jig is up. The po- the coppers <laughs> are here. Make a run for it. They try to run for it. They do pretty well. They throw them into okay. the walls. We weren't supposed to touch the walls, so we throw them into the walls and the the. I do like that the Queen of Hearts walls are supposed to, like, protect against intruders, but it will definitely eat her guardsmen as well. Like, it has no... Like, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, that's very Queen of Hearts. Off with their oh. heads. She doesn't care. If you're too big of an idiot not to get against the hedges of this, then I don't want you in my guard. You are not fit to serve me. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Next. They get out. Everything's fine. And Regina's just like, this is terrible. I hate this place so much. Oh, look. I'm going to get a snack and picks up a mushroom. He's like, what I'm hangy. He's like, what are you doing? You know what the stuff here does. And she's like, I know exactly. Throws it in the box and boof, her dad comes out. Yay. <laughs> I wanted to see tiny dad. I love tiny dad. And it's just like, yay, tiny dad, big dad. Oh. And then Jefferson realizes it. Hey, you know, my daughter. And this is an actual, this, this scene was pretty gut wrenching to me. Cause it was yeah. just like, He's like, I promised her I would come back. And she turns, and with all the hate she can muster, she's like, that is now a promise you have broken. If you really loved her, you wouldn't have come here at all. The actual hell? Are you talking about? You're a monster. She's a monster. She knows she's a monster. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I hated that this. Was, that was cruel. That was cruel and unusual punishment. Uh, technically, she is right, Yes, but but also very wrong. No, it's the it's the thing. It's the dude. It's you're not wrong, just an asshole. Yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so she runs. She and I love that the dad has zero qualms about this. He's just like, get us away from this through the mirror. Let's go. And they run and leave and- Jefferson. And all of the fight has left his body, and he just gets dragged to the Queen of Hearts. Well, yeah. Well, he's got nothing left. Yeah. He's stuck in the uh, world he hates, can never get back home, and he doesn't have his hat anymore. Yep. And so then we get one of the most bizarre scenes. It's so weird. Uh, of this whole season. So we've got the Queen of Hearts, and she's sitting on her throne, and her 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 head spade, I guess, is the one speaking for her. And they have, like, this big tool mesh thing in front of her face, so you can't see who she is. And she keeps talking through, like, this weird tube thing. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of understand her, but you also kind of can't under. It was, so- like, it was, so- it boggled the brain, which I th- obviously was done on purpose. And I thought was wonderful. Because it was just like, it's Wonderland. It's like watching shows, to me, without subtitles. I feel like I understand what you're saying. I would understand it better if I was also reading it at the bottom. <laughs> please, please. I'm guessing it's entirely because she hadn't been cast yet yes because regina very heavily implies that this is somebody very close to her and it turns out to be her mother yes and someone that she had sent in here and this is a storyline that we see very well it's clear that they had this planned early and they just hadn't cast the actress yet uh but you're right it does create that weird sense of wonder but you're just waiting for the reveal because regina's not there if she revealed her face, it's like we're we're not gonna know anything. Jefferson's not no, no. Jefferson's not gonna go. My God! Oh you're my Regina's God! You're mother. Regina's mother. Holy hell! Like it could have been anyone under that. It, it didn't matter. Uh, but I also do think that it was it was while they may have cast her, I think they didn't know in what order they were gonna shoot that. Like what order it was mm. gonna show. So having that reveal then would have been weird. 
So yeah. they have her shrouded in a mystery tool. And he's just like, how did you get here? And he's like, the queen. Ah, ah. And she's like, I'm sorry, Regina, you are the queen. You are the queen of hearts. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Uh, and she's just like, uh, she came. I brought her here because she was going to keep me safe like, or feed my daughter or whatever. And she's like, all right, well, give me more information. How did you do it? And apparently even he doesn't know how it works because he's just like, I don't know. I have and a hat. Then, I throw it on the ground. It's cool. And then so she's just like, off with his head. And you're like, she's Christ, you're going to kill him? Which is a weird anxiety I felt again, even knowing he's alive later. Like, I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> Look Run, out! Run! Uh, Run, Jefferson! Run, you're never going to make it. And they cut off his head. And they hold it above, like, at level. And then they continue questioning him. And he looks down at his dead body. Like, his, he's just like, looking at his body. Like, oh, shit, my body. But his, okay, like, head but, is alive. But, like, so. this this is horrifying in theory. Yeah. In practice, this looks so stupid. Because oh, he's, no. like, Sebastian Stan, God love him. He's a great actor. This was not his finest moment. Uh, being a decapitated head, looking around like, woo, woo, woo. What's that? Like, like, it. it was, someone gave him really bad direction in the scene. Okay, okay, your 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 body's been chopped off from your head. Your head's still alive, but um, you're 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 really you're really scared. No, 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 really scared. You're really but, scared, but you you can't use your arms. Use your eyes. You move them more. So I also think I also think it was again with the hair. I think they were probably looking at it at the monitor and going, "This isn't working. Like he can't move around a bunch, or it's going to look even worse." So he just has to have his face forward. Ah, uh, like he's looking like <laughs> to the side without like <laughs> say what? Because <laughs> had I been that guard, I'd have had him by the ears and just like made him look at stuff. Like I'd have been a monster guard. Like <laughs> or he just been, been shaking his head like <laughs> never shake your decapitated head. <laughs> Blood splattering uh, everywhere. Oh my god, there should have been way more blood. Anyway, that's a whole, whatever. And she's just like, okay, so just tell me what's up. And he's like, listen, I made a hat. That's how I got here. She went through, uh, took two people, so I can't get back through. And she's like, okay, fine. You can leave if you make another hat. Cut to, cut to, uh, uh, him, and, and they, they show this at the very end of the episode, but it's, it's just cut to him making... A million hats. This this shot lingers linger has lingered in my brain for years. It's like it's the it's the pull away. Yeah, like you're just like oh oh damn oh oh no like like bad like Mm -hmm. and I get it. It's the Mad Hatter. He's gone insane. He makes hats, but it's still like you know the original idea of the whole, like the lore of the Mad Hatter was the Mercury making them insane and everything. But the idea that he's been driven insane, trying to get back to his daughter and based on the sheer number of hats, obviously we know she's a child in storybook later, but it definitely posits an idea where he's not going to get back until she's an old lady dying in her bed. Uh, this, yeah, same, same. Like this is, this is one of those, it, it hurts. It gets you right in the, it hurts, man. You're just like, this is just a man trying to get back to his kid. Like, all he wanted to do was do right by her, and now he's stuck here because of a bunch of, is just these two stupid women playing stupid-ass games with each other, ruining people's lives in their wake. <sighs> it's like, it's like watching a Sisyphean task and yeah. watching... Like, because it's one thing at the end of the Hansel and Gretel episode, which is really tragic when you're watching them walk into the woods and air to return. It's another to watch someone be forced to to do the same mindless task moment after moment, day after day, year after year, lifetime after lifetime in pursuit of something that will never be achieved. It's like you watch that and it's it's almost like... I'm going to get topical for a second because we can Ooh. all relate to this. It's like when when COVID first started in March. Like, remember when that was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we were all staring down this uncertain reality of days, weeks, months, maybe years, maybe forever, that this was going to be our reality. And you'd hear things like, 
someone would go to the ocean beachside and just scream at the ocean. Like we were all just like the, the dauntingness of it all, the impossibility of it all, the overwhelmingness of it all. That's what I felt watching this moment. Well, <laughs> I just, I just, um, I, 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 I may have uh, shell shocked a little bit. I kind of, I kind of want to go to the ocean and scream at the ocean. Uh, I also kind of want to go outside and just scream at the moon, like Buzz Aldrin style. Uh, but because obviously we're all pretty much at the let's all go scream at inanimate objects into the void. Uh, but yes, this is this definitely had the toiling away for just futile efforts. Like he mm-hmm. had to have known fifty hats in that this was never going to work. But he just keeps going, keeps going, just keeps going. And I feel like there's it's going to get real deep here for a second, similar to what you just said, but I feel like there's, there's something in everyone's life that they can, they pin to that moment, mm-hmm. whether they are acknowledging of it. Cause I have a very specific moment for me of what that is, which I will not get into, but it was definitely one of those. Oh shit. Like it's a therapy moment where you're just like, yeah. Oh no. Uh, and again, yeah, it's, it's just, it's a lot. It's one of those like few moments in this first season where they just like hit you with a freight train of, you know, oh, hey, you're sad now because none of this gets resolved in this episode. Yeah. Like, this is just all of it's bad. All of it's bad. It ends like this whole episode starts and ends at the exact same place they started. They just got kidnapped in the middle and no one progressed. <sighs> Rough. Yeah, it's it's a lot. And that's a memory that Jefferson has lived with for 28 years and he's been he's been trapped in there just as he was trapped making all those hats and this is why he's brought emma in because he thinks she as the savior as the one who was able to get away is the one who can make the hat work so instead of just having her do a little bit of hand magic over the hats he already has he tells her to make a new one and she's trying and failing to make a hat because she has no experience. Oh, no. She puts it together that she he thinks he's the Mad Hatter and he really does not care for that very much. Uh, well, no one likes to be called like it, it just reminded me. Oh, no. What am I thinking of? Where it's just like, uh, oh, I'm thinking about Hancock where it's just like Are you crazy. Just call me crazy. She just call me crazy. Like very Marty McFly calling someone chicken. Like he doesn't care for the Mad Hatter distinction. But to be fair, I do not to be fair. Uh it's I like the way they did this because like he went mad because of his daughter, but this one is just like he's gone mad. Just he's not even mad. He's just a person that has a lot of information and no one else believes. And again, back to your COVID analogy. <laughs> I feel like we've all been having this conversation to, w- with somebody where you're just like, just Please understand what I'm telling you. And they're like, no, I'm going to hit you with a telescope. It's fine. (laughs) And this is where we get that big, that just offhanded comment about Jefferson just throws at Emma like, yeah, there's multiple worlds. Uh, They all have their rules. Some have magic, some don't, some need magic, which is what he's talking about here. And it's just like, all right, cool. Thanks for the update, bro. Multiple worlds, parallel universes. I love it. His dark materials. Let's go. Yeah, I'm in. I'm totally in. Absolutely fine. And then they have like a really like deep conversation, which I feel like I started buying at a certain point where I'm like, oh my God, Emma's starting to believe. She's like, that's a woman in that other room. It's my mom. If you're right, I love everything about this. And then he he lets his guard down, which is exactly what she wanted because, again, Emma is a survivor mm-hmm. and she cannot, she's not a survivor in regular everyday life. Uh, she's only a sur- survivor when her life is literally on the line. Yeah. And at the moment where it's about to be snuffed out for good. Exactly. She does, we do get a very sweet moment where we see Jefferson's telescope has been centered on grace uh she now goes by Paige, and she's with the couple that was taking care of her before jefferson went on his one last mission you know swear one last job two days until retirement by the way i do like the idea of just being like oh i've just decided on the whim i need to go go to the neighbors tell them you're you're watching them for a while see you later just (laughs) go to the neighbors i'll be back I, but I mean, they seem to be happy. She seems to be having oh, yeah. a good life with her family, and and Jefferson knows worst. that, and worst. he doesn't like he. 
I do admire the one thing I will admire about him is the reason he doesn't go talk to her or tell her the story is because he he hates living these having these two realities these two lives in his head uh which is something that is going to definitely come into play later on because there's a curse with a lot of people and if they wake up they're not going to forget who they were for 28 years that's going to still be part of them um so he's just like i have two personalities in my head they both can't stand each other i'm living in hell i can't do that to my child I also do, and and I feel like they didn't touch on this, but I, I mean, it would it was definitely kind of like hinted at. But she believes that those people are her parents, or at least her guardians. Uh, she has an idea of what what her life is, like cur- the curse idea. He's not going to be able to convince her. He can't lift the curse from her. Mm-hmm. Like him seeing her is not going to change that. So what she would think was, I'm scared of this person. I'm scared of this person. I don't like what they're saying, and now I don't want to be anywhere near that person. And that was probably even more of a hell. And I bet Jefferson knew that as well. Being like, I can't mm-hmm. just go. Cause I, I guarantee there's like three people in town who are just like, don't talk to the, the Jefferson dude. Super weird. Where's an ascot in the middle of summer, but keeps trying to tell me that I am one of the dwarves and excuse me. How dare you? I'm five, two. That's the rudest thing anyone's ever said to me. Uh, <laughs> but I, I feel like that that was either in the script or not, but it was definitely kind of almost implied of being like, I can't go tell her that because it would ruin all of this. So I'm just going to sit here and watch her from afar. It's the least of a hell it could possibly be, uh, which is fair. And yeah, so Emma gets him to let his guard down and then knocks him unconscious or seemingly unconscious. And she goes to save Mary Margaret. We get a fight scene where I I swear, I think this is where Jefferson puts on the hat for the first time. Is this the hat scene? Okay. Because I remember how funny it looked. Because he shows up with his gun and starts fighting, and he's got the head on, and I'm like, this is amazing. I don't remember which one it is. Either way, that I, I'm imagining them as both of them for some reason, mm-hmm. but because uh, he does have a hat for this, because he does get eventually kickboxed to his demise, question mark, and, and the hat. So maybe you're right. I'm just conflating it, because I just want the whole scene to be Jefferson in a giant hat fighting two women. <laughs> just like, I'll kill you. Oh, no, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm so bad at fighting and he gets kicked out the window um and you think maybe he's dead but then in the end he has disappeared and all that's left is his hat so this is not the last we will see of jefferson uh and then we get a moment between emma and mary margaret where emma just gives her the keys to the car is like look if you want to leave like go it's up to you not very good sheriffdomness. i think maybe she's playing favorites a little bit but, you know, whatever. I do like this because there's a whole nice scene between the two of them. I do like the also drop like, do you take kickboxing? She's like, I don't know where that came from. I feel like Mary Margaret thinks that she couldn't do a split if she tried. But, like, Snow White is just, like, a like a trained contortionalist. Like, it's just, like, something she mm-hmm. learned in the woods. Like, she's like, I can hide in anything. Like, I'm super randomly flexible and also very powerful with my tiny legs. Um... But she's just like, you do what you need to do because I believe you. And like, this is a nice moment where it's just like, I believe you because you believed in me. And she's like, I need family. It's no, Mary Margaret, family? No, friends or whatever. Sorry, I don't care. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, Emma puts her trust in Mary Margaret. And so Mary Margaret in the end puts her trust in her. And, and they believe each other when they say they're going to fight this all the way and they're going to do their best. So Mary Margaret chooses not to run and ends up back in jail. And this was like, I love this because Regina shows up at the sheriff station. Just like, she's ready to see that, that, that cell empty. She's just strutting in being like, it's going to be gone. So my favorite part of this that I'm just connecting now, when Regina gets out of her car, she parks next to the empty sheriff parking spot. And she's just like, I don't see the yellow book here. Emma's probably out looking for Mary Margaret. <laughs> She's never going to find her. This is going to be so much fun. I'm now remembering that Snow was the one driving the Yellow Beetle. So Snow would not have parked in the sheriff's spot because she herself is not the sheriff. <laughs> so she probably <laughs> parked around back <laughs> because she's a good citizen and definitely oh. not a murderer. <laughs> oh, I just put that together. Oh, 
her sweetheart. But yes, so yeah, Regina definitely walked in there just like, oh, hell yeah, I am about to win the shit out of this. Only to be, only for all of that to come crashing down in this wonderful little moment. I love this so much. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, get get us into this moment? It's just, it, it's it's Mary Margaret sitting in her cell, reading a newspaper. I love this too, because this is just a cell with a cot. No one could just live in this cell. Like, presumably she's been in this cell for like three days. Uh, there's not a toilet. There's no shower. There's no anything. But she has a newspaper. Today's newspaper, presumably. And it just says, heartless. And I think that newspaper heading was talking to Regina. Uh, it's just like, hi! <laughs> and gold kicks regina out she's just like excuse me my client needs some like alone privacy time gtfo madam mayor <laughs> and but regina is pissed at mr gold because yeah. she's because uh guess who put the key there yeah. guys it's such a joker and oh guess who was God. involved what i thought it was david i can't believe it i'm shocked shocked to my very core beth uh <laughs> Sorry, now I'm just remembering our bit from last week. Did you hear? I heard Mary Margaret got out of jail, but then she went back. Why would she go back? I don't know. Probably didn't have any food in her house because she's a single woman. Oh my God, you're so bad. Um, I'm sorry. I The White Claw just kicked in. Um, but, <laughs> so good. <laughs> the lemon, the lemon oh. White Claw. Ugh. You had to drink more to make it taste adequate. The more you drink, the better it tastes. It's, yeah. it's, it's a weird conundrum. Uh, yeah, she says, I made a deal with you. And Gold's like, don't worry, it'll all work out in the end. Because Gold is playing seven-dimensional chess. And yes. he is like, don't worry, it'll work out in the end. But what he's not saying at the end of his sentence is, in the way that I want it to. because yeah, It'll work out for me. He, yeah, he's doing that. Because we've also not had the, the big drop on him, which is a whole fun thing. But uh, yeah, Regina's just like, but, like, she's so... It's just, it's funny how mad she is. She's like, I thought by accusing her of a crime, I could get her to commit a crime. What the hell? What do you mean? I framed someone for murder and it's not going my way? Damn. <laughs> like, we're not even into the trial. She's just still in jail. Like, she's yeah. mad that she's still there. Like, she wanted it to be worse. She wanted her to be on the run. It's just like, wasn't your life terrible when she was on the run and a fugitive before? Like, when Snow White's po face was on every tree and she was thwarting you at every turn? Why would you do that to yourself? Why <laughs> would you recreate this scenario, even if you have made Mary Margaret uh, a very docile elementary school teacher that apparently, when in danger, can still do some very massive damage with her high kicks? Yes. Well, we close out uh, on Emma and Henry chilling outside the school and uh, we get a moment where Emma takes a little bit of a pause because uh, a young girl walks by and it is Paige, a.k.a. Grace. And um, and and pa Emma's like, hmm, that's that's the same name and face as the girl Jefferson was stalking. How would he know that girl put the pieces together? But she does put separate, pe different pieces together in that she's like, "Hey Henry, can I can I see that book real quick? Can I see that book?" She opens a she opens it on the Mad Hatter story and sees a father and a daughter who don't look that much like Jefferson and no. Grace, but look adjacent enough where it 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 makes Emma pause a bit. But I'm like, this isn't this isn't the um what, what what's like the name for like the 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 the, the evidence is going to crack the case. Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. Just, I don't know. This, but I, I do like that, like, this This is one of the scenes that I liked Henry in, too, because she's like, can I see that? Can I Can I hold on to it? And he looks at her, and his, like, face kind of changes a little when he realizes. He's like, yes. Yes, you can. You can definitely keep the book. Because he, like, he sees the twinkle of belief. Mm -hmm. Like, just a little bit. The spirit of Christmas is, is going into Emma. Just a little bit. Um, and she has the book my favorite other part by the way is that when anyone looks through this book they never go to the table of contents first like it's such a chaotic energy that i don't understand like look at the table of contents go to the little page that you're looking for like i am looking very specifically for just like no i'm just gonna flip through the page because this book has four stories it's mostly pictures as far as i can tell so it just looks to flip book anyway yes so emma is on just like she's she's right there she's she's she suspects Henry might, maybe, possibly, no, maybe, uh, mm, maybe, 
it's it it's the starting spark and that spark could light i'm not gonna say fire because i know some of our wonderful listeners are experiencing horrible fires right now and i apologize for that it is it is it is the spark that will ignite your dreams yay a dream of a better tomorrow does that work is that better yes yes it's it's the spark of inspiration Yes, there we go. Well, that was season one, episode 17, Hat Trick. uh, The story. I know, kind of crazy, right? Oh, this whole this whole year. I can't believe it's September. I saw a tree that is almost like has almost turned green all the way to red at this point, and I'm in actual denial that it's fall. I know your husband's (laughs) out living his best fall boy life right now, but I am just like, no. I know I'm wearing a jacket right now, but it's still like gonna be summer soon right oh god like so i know like i i I love fall and i'm so looking forward to it but on the other hand i know that fall is gonna mean cold temperatures which is mean outdoor dining is going to be slowing down and stopping and then we're and winter is gonna come and then we're gonna be right back where we started and it's gonna be a long winter i don't care i'm gonna aggressively outdoor dine in the snow just like me (laughs) and some noodles serve me outside i'm in like the full antarctica parka gear like just like eh, eh. well luckily once upon a time returns uh to disney plus next week just in time for the stable boy uh but in the meantime we want to give a special thank you to our wonderful patrons we've got a couple new patrons so thank you and welcome to the family a special thank you to our snow queens we've got new snow queen lisa slack hello thank you uh patrick stevens jacob fulcalt paul brian sanina blake brinkley and zach chobanoff if you are interested in becoming a patron yourself, you can check out patreon.com slash OUA timing. Uh, we are currently working on another a bonus episode for our wonderful patrons, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Speaker, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join our wonderful Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can follow us on Twitter at OUA timing. I am at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we will be back next week with Stable Boy. You guys, this is a big one. This is a big one. I'm gonna be guys, talking a lot about it. As guys, if it's the that's fantasy not something we, we do anyway. It's, it's the it's the it's the fan fiction everyone's written. It's just the the princess and the stable boy, and it all works out the end. Yay! Um, right? I mean, I mean, it works out for some people. Oh no! What happened? Oh, I'm well, so I just got the way to find out. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, and Abby. We will see you next week. See you next week, Beth. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.